thank you for joining us for this Freedom Fellowship Extra podcast, where we go beyond our Sunday sermons and make practical Christianity available for you to listen throughout your week. On this episode, Justin Patterson and Tom Doty take a more in-depth look about how to share your faith in Jesus Christ with others in a practical and easy way. This will be part one of a two-part series that answers the question, who have you told about Jesus Christ? Well, good evening, Freedom Fellowship. This is Justin Patterson. Once again, alongside my my co-pilot, or I'm his co-pilot, Mr. Tom Doty. So we want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to part two of this very special series that we're doing. Uh, We're going to kind of round things up here this evening. And the the topic is how to share Christ with other people. And speaking of sharing, if you would, just go ahead and hit share on If you're on Facebook, go ahead and share that to your timeline. Let other people know that you are watching us, and that way the Word of God gets out, and it's a very easy way to do it electronically. Uh, Leave us a comment in there. Let us know that that you're watching with us, and uh, we will get started here this evening. Now, before we do that, I want to encourage you, tonight is going to be, uh, we want it to be interactive, so if you have something to contribute to the conversation, whether it's really big, whether it's really small, go ahead and place that in the the comments section. Uh, Share with us ways that you have uh, shared Christ with other people. Um, If there's something that you do uh, personally that you think is is really, really effective, go ahead and post that in there because that may help someone who is watching this this playback. And lastly, um, you may also be uh, watching this or, or listening to this on our podcast. So we have our Sunday sermons that we put out on uh, our podcast through Podbean and, and the Apple Pod, Podcast Store. Uh, so this one is in addition to. So find us and uh, make sure that you download those. Uh, Proverbs 27, verse 17 is a great scripture. It's brief. It says this. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Mm -hmm. Let me say it again. As iron sharpens iron, so does one person sharpen another. And, you know, that's what we're really trying to do tonight. We're trying Mm -hmm. to, we're trying to, this interaction, uh, Mm -hmm. y'all watching, that's, that's exactly what we're trying to do is we are like iron trying to sharpen iron exactly. and, and uh, increase the quality and effectiveness of our Christian life. Like a spiritual gym, we, we're going to kind of work out, and that's what we're doing exactly like Proverbs 27 talks about, and that is uh, kind of sharpening our skills and, and making one another uh, more physically fit or really spiritually fit to go out and do what we're called to do, and that's to... Share Christ with others. Well, and, and the uh, one of the things we mentioned last week, I won't camp on it, but one of the things we mentioned, there'll be times if you're a, if you're a practicing Christian and you have interest in helping other people come into the brotherhood, there'll be times that you actually have the opportunity to sit down with your Bible and walk through verses mm-hmm. and talk about salvation. Right. And and one of the ways that, that I think is easy to do. All you have to do is just go to Google and Google Roman Road verses or scriptures, Roman Road verses or scriptures, and what it'll do is it'll bring you up a set of verses that talks about sin, talks about forgiveness and salvation, mm-hmm. talks about believing in your heart and speaking with your mouth, but it's a great tool. Don't forget that that exists. 
when you're sitting down with somebody to try to walk through the gospel with them. Yeah, and, and just to, to recap everyone uh, briefly last week, the Roman Road was one of the things that we had talked about. But I encourage you to go back to YouTube, Facebook, or even download the podcast where we talk about uh, things like that in, in part one of this series. One of the other things that we had talked about was our testimonies. You don't have to be a scholar. Really, you just have to say, from my point of view, here's what the Lord has done in my life. We also talked about uh, several short passages that you don't necessarily have to memorize, but uh, if you can Google them or you know, pull them up on your phone when you're talking to somebody, those are Titus 3.3-7 3, 3 and then John 3.16-17. and 17. And before we get into this next part where we're going to continue where we left off last week, I want to keep in mind... Uh, what 1 Corinthians 16, uh, verses 13 and 14, and I'm going to summarize real quick, is let all that you do be done with love. And that's, that's the attitude when we talk about uh, the, the things that we're going to talk about this evening. Don't lose sight of our motivation, and that is to make Christ known, but to do so with coming from a place of love in our hearts. We uh, uh, last week talked briefly about another topic it was called lifestyle evangelism lifestyle evangelism and back some time ago that was a very popular thing people taught it and really encouraged that and I'm not saying that we shouldn't live a Christian life and that we shouldn't evangelize that way but the the thing that it didn't hit very hard is lifestyle evangelism uh, kinda said you know you act like a Christian you live like a Christian and then through osmosis, basically your faith is going to filter over to me mm-hmm. and I'm going to become a Christian. And, mm-hmm. and, and no question that living a Christian life is a valuable, valuable tool. Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't, we shouldn't pass the op- option or the opportunity to actually verbalize it also. Right. So we're living that Christian life, but we still have to figure out how to speak it out. Yeah. Now... Here's the truth. I think it's fairly profound, but here's the truth. It's, it's this. If you are living it out, and I'm talking about your faith, if you're living it out, the Christian life, if you're living it out, people will seek you out. Mm-hmm. People will seek you out. You know, they're going to show up because they hit a tough time. They have something going on, and they're going to show up if you're living it out, and they're going to give you the opportunity because they're going to say things like, you know, I have this thing going on. Would you pray for me? Mm-hmm. Would you know? Would you put me on your prayer list? You probably have some things like that. Yeah, and and we we start to get a reputation, hopefully in in a good way, sure, but sure. Uh, a a spiritual reputation. Right before we went live, I was telling Tom about uh, when I was at, at Texas Tech in Amarillo. Um, people knew that I was a Christian, and and all of a sudden, people started coming by my office, and they would sit down and whether it was just to talk about the Lord, whether it was to pray together, whether it was uh, seeking godly counsel and and things like that, I started getting a bit of a spiritual reputation there to where uh, I can say this now that I don't work there. Some days I I did more praying than I did actual work, marketing work, but uh, that was one of the things that that's where I I found true joy personally is is helping other people and, and really encouraging them, not not trying to solve all of their problems. That's not my job. That's not your job. It's to point them back to the Word, point them back to the Lord, right. um, and, and to really uh, deepen their spiritual walks. 
So one of the other ways, uh, so lifestyle evangelism is, is kind of where we left off last week, and that's basically living out your faith um, without really having to say any of the things that we talked about last week, the Roman road, um, short passages about the gospel, and then our testimony. So that was kind of a, a wordless way to, to minister to people. And I want to uh, just put this out there. And, and if you have a similar story, feel free to, to put it in the comments there. We're going to be checking these. Uh, so if there's something that you want to add, please let us know. But one of the, the ways that I found when I, I was still a, a baby Christian was paying it forward. So um, I know this happens a lot at uh, like drive through coffee shops and fast food places and, and things like that. But basically what you do is you pay for the person behind you. And then when the, the attendant who's working the window says, well, why? Then you can tell them, just tell them the Lord loves them. You know, something like that. You don't have to, you know, get out of your car and preach a sermon or hand them a track or, you know, anything like that. It is just simply just showing kindness to one another, whether they're a believer or not, really just kind of brightening their day, in a word, blessing them. And I, I want to share this story. Uh, this was when I was still very early on as a Christian, and I was in a drive through somewhere, and I just, I just felt that that upon me of I need to pay for the person behind me. And I was still very shy about my faith at that point. And so we were going through there and I told the, the guy working at the window, I said, I want to pay for the people behind me thinking I'm going to bless them. And this kind of shows you what a rookie I was at the time. I was thinking, okay, that blessing is going to be for that person right there. And the guy, he grabbed my credit card and um, I said, just tell him the Lord loves him. And he grabbed it and kind of walked off, stopped and looked back at me. He said, man, that is so cool. Thank you for doing that. And then went and did that. When I'm driving, of course, my head's going a million miles a minute. But that blessing may not have been for the people behind me. That blessing was for that young man working the, the window. So Did you check uh, your card and... I'm sure they didn't go to the movies. Uh, I know. Yeah, I, I should have. But that that was one of the things that really kind of helped me develop kind of a, a bigger picture, a bird's eye view of uh, doing things like that. Not so that I can pat myself on the back and say, hey, I want to tell this story one day, but really kind of looking that we think that blessing may be for this person. And it was a, a simple just a couple dollars um, for their meal. But that blessing, I believe, was for that young man who was working there. So if we're looking at practical ways that we can share our faith, that's one of them that, that we can do. I was thinking while you were saying it, I, I guess you could pay it backwards too, right? You know, driving down the pay road backwards. and you got Jesus loves you on your bumper sticker and then you cut them off and go on the road rage. So there you go. You probably yep. want to pay it forward, but maybe not pay it backwards. <laughs> well, here's a question I have. So uh, there'll be times... Uh, that the opportunity to witness to somebody or to talk about the gospel, and a lot of times, you, you know, it's not like a lot of preparation. It just kind of comes up. Mm -hmm. So, Justin, how would you kind of break the ice with somebody uh, if you feel like that it's time for that conversation, the Holy Spirit's working on you? Mm -hmm. how, do you how do you break the ice? What would you say? Well, before I answer, we want to ask that question to our audience as well. Exactly what Tom said is how do we break the ice uh, with people? Um, so for me, sometimes I, I like to 
jump in the deep end of a pool. Very, very cold pool, Just you just got to go for it. Some people like to get in in the steps and kind of acclimate their body. You know, everybody's different. So there is no right answer uh, to this or, or a, let me rephrase that, a wrong answer to this. But really what we're looking for is a way to open that door. And it could be something like, I heard at church this week, or I was talking to a, a Christian friend of mine, or I was praying about this. You, you can throw out those, uh, I don't know if this is a bad term, those churchy terms, right, right. Uh, the, the Christianese type of, of terms, uh, or you can say a word like blessing, something like that. Really what you're looking for is kind of that open door. Um, and that once that door is open, then you can kind of go at your own pace with uh, ministering to that person, whether it's a believer or a non-believer. Um, but that kind of going back to what we talked about last week, it's getting that confidence up. And if we're able to really just kind of stick our toe in the door, and then we can begin as our confidence builds, then we can begin to, and to I talk think, to people. And I think realizing that we don't have to, uh, recite the whole book of Matthew to them, yeah. but we're really going to share our relationship with Christ at some point yeah. and what he's done in my life, which is something you can't argue with. Uh, one of the things I use, and uh, and I think it's fairly effective, but a lot of times the people that I run into that I have these conversations, they tend to be more men than ladies, mm -hmm. uh, just by the nature of the interaction or however that works out. And one of the questions I ask is this, are you a man of faith? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a broad, that's a broad question. Right. But, but you're asking, are you a man of faith? And I tell you what, you get some great, some great answers. Mm -hmm. you, you know, answers will be like, well, yes, I believe in God, but I don't go to church. Mm -hmm. Well, I went to church when I was a kid, but, or perhaps it, well, my grandma, she is a wonderful Christian. If you ever need somebody to pray for you, mm -hmm. she's the one to do it. Yeah. But, but what it does is it, Again, just like you mentioned in the word picture, it cracks the door for you to have a conversation then about, but what is it to you personally? Mm -hmm. And you talk about God, does Jesus fit in that picture someplace? So there's places that you can go with that conversation. But I would be curious if people watching, if they happen, if there's a, because really talking about a, a short sentence mm -hmm. that gives you the opportunity then to say, you know, can I advance this conversation? Yeah. There, so, there was uh, one time uh, years ago that there was, there was a guy that I worked with who just, I could tell he was going through a bit of a rough patch. And I just felt the need to just share my testimony with him. So I said, hey, let's, let's go grab lunch. And we did. And I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know his background. I didn't know any of that. I just, I didn't assume one way or the other. I just... Here's what I want to do. Here's what the Lord is telling me to do, and that is to uh, just tell you about what the Lord has done in my life. And so we're driving there, and I'm, I'm you know, kind of just telling him, here's what the Lord is, is doing to me. Turns out the guy that I had worked with for several years at that point, turns out he was really into apologetics and, you know, really going out and, and defending faith. Right. Uh, it's not apologizing for the Bible. It is really defending the faith uh, by using scripture and um, that sort of thing. And what he was telling me was, because I didn't know where he stood 
with his faith that I just I felt the need to, to tell him my testimony. He said that was kind of a wake up call for him that he needed to stop wallowing in what he was wallowing and really kind of get back into you know good spiritual habits. Um, so I wanted to just kind of share that that you know when we uh, talk about that door opening, sometimes we just jump in. We just jump in that ice cold pool and just go for it. Another way um, when we're talking about just getting our feet in the door is sometimes you can just go for it and say, how can I pray for you? And that just kind of cuts through everything. Not a lot of finesse with that one, but hey, it's sometimes it is uh, very, very important to do. So we do have a couple comments coming in. So We've got a lot of people watching with us here this evening, so if you are, let us know. Uh, we have uh, the McClures, we got the Cottrells, we got Sharon Rogers, hopefully Barney's watching with you. Uh, we got Danette Allen, and so Margaret McClure said, I like to thank people for being in my life. I say, God sure blessed me today by putting you in my world. What a great statement. Yeah. Excellent job, and, Margaret. And really, and, yeah. and what you're, again, you're you're not putting any load or weight on them right. by what he's saying. You're saying this is, this is the impact it has on me. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. That, that's a really good one. So Dennis Cottrell just put one. says, sometimes I have to share my genuine concern for them, then ask if I may share, uh, if I may share with them and then share my testimony. I like Dennis. He, I think he's a, a deep end jumper like me. Just, <laughs> yeah, just kind of just go for it sometimes. Well, and, and, and some people can get away with that yeah. easier. You mm-hmm. know, one of the other things you mentioned uh, just quickly is uh, there's an intimacy of sharing a meal, sharing a cup of coffee, sitting at the table yeah. that allows you to have a conversation yeah. that you might not have just standing in an office building. Exactly. So or, try, or at the water cooler or, right. you know, something like that. Trying to create a, you're trying to create that. So, yeah. uh, you know, this may be captain obvious making this statement, but the reality for us is most of us, uh, find it easy or easier to share the Lord with another Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, you kind of already know what they're, within the limits they're kind of they kind of believe what I do and that's yeah. a pretty that's easier thing it's more difficult to share with somebody that at least you assume is a non-believer like the guy you're riding with right. you find out oh well he's not a, a non-believer but yeah. sometimes we make the assumption and sometimes it's difficult to share with a non-believer and i think it's especially difficult sometimes for us to share with the family member that we believe is is a non a non-believer. Yeah, and it's it's funny that that you talk about it. It's it's easy to share with a uh, a believer because this is something that Jesus addressed with the disciples. And I, I don't want to steal too much of of Eric's message from from this Sunday, but this is found in Luke chapter six. Uh, we don't have a, a screen for it. We just added this at the last minute. But this is Luke. Uh, chapter 6, verse 32 to 36. And he says this, uh, where's that? Therefore be merciful, uh, 32. There we go. Okay. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? This is Jesus addressing his disciples. Uh, For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those whom you hope to receive back, 
what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend us sinners to receive as much back. And he says this, he rounds it up this way, or rounds it out. He says, but love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. And I know that's a kind of a lengthy passage, but the, the disciples were asking the same question that you just posed, which is, or the topic, is it is very easy once you find out someone is a Christian versus a non-believer. Um, and so I want to point out one, one thing, and we're, we're starting to kind of land the plane here this evening. Um, but when we are talking about a non-believing family member, and I don't want to gloss over that, that is heartbreaking to see for, for any of us. If we know that someone has not professed faith in Christ, if they are not born again, that is heartbreaking as a Christian because we know that our assurance comes from the Lord and from his word. Right. For that non-believing family member, we, we don't know. And, and we, we could go on and on about this. But the one thing that I do want to say about this is uh, just a piece of, of wisdom, advice, is when you are talking to a non-believer, because of your love for them, you want them to, to see the light. You, you really want them to become born again. But one thing is we cannot, uh, we cannot push them on that. We want them to be born again. And so we have to sometimes restrain ourselves and just eventually be patient with them and lead them and encourage them. All right. You all right for me to just take us home now? Yep. All right. So when, you, when we're talking to those non-believers, here's just a couple of real quick snippets, okay? Um, sometimes it's most effective it's a, if it's a non-family member mm -hmm. sharing the gospel. Sometimes you've got to choreograph that a little bit, yep. but, but sometimes it's that way. I think, too, just because they're, if they're a non-believer, it doesn't let us off the hook mm -hmm. because we still have some responsibility for those family members. It's just trying to figure out how do we do that and how do we do that yeah. the most effectively. I think what we do not want to do is we don't want to preach at them. And you mentioned that kind of yeah. two different words but we don't want to preach at them. I think one of the ways it's effective is, is what I would call a modern-day parable. Mm -hmm. I think of a story where, uh, a true story, and a guy went over to talk to a man that he wasn't sure was a believer, but he knew the guy fished a lot, and so what he did is he used terms, and he used that man's experience to talk to him and talk about the fisher of men, talking mm -hmm. about Jesus and how to do that. So this would be the last thing I'd like to share with you tonight. Um, I think sometimes as Christians, using the figurative language, you used a swimming pool earlier, mm -hmm. but using that figurative language, sometimes as a Christian, we're kind of content to continue to hang out in a shallow end. Mm. And, uh, and we don't develop our faith. We, we kind of feel like, hey, everything's kind of good. I just kind of keep it in here, and I'll just kind of live it out. And people will get it by osmosis and the other things we've mentioned. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, Jesus didn't call us to stay in the shallow end. Yeah. He called us to take risk, to be bold, to talk about our faith. And I think it's important for us to do that. When Karen and I were first married, uh, she didn't have much of a church background growing up. I, I'd gone pretty much all the time, but together we went very regularly. Mm -hmm. And we, it, we just happened to be exposed to a weekend 
sharing deal where people from other communities came into our church. But what it did was it opened up this window of going from the shallow end to the deep end and said, there is much more to Christian life than what you're seeing and what you're experiencing. And what it does, and that would be my challenge to you as we close tonight, is just to think about this. Think about, you know, are you living in the shallow end? How do I develop my Christian life? How do, how do I become more of a force for Christ while I'm here on earth mm-hmm. in this time? It's a great experience. Yeah. Man, I don't want anybody to miss it. Yeah. Would you close for us? Absolutely. So uh, we do have a couple of uh, more comments coming in here. Um, so Dennis Cottrell said, I found out it's not so much technique, but allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you. Amen. He is a very, very smart man. Listen to, listen to him. And then Mike Landry said, personal testimony is powerful. So all great, great uh, discussion points. Um, if you have something, feel free to put it in there. Just because the live broadcast ends doesn't mean the conversation does. So continue to post those in there uh, because what you uh, have experienced may help someone else who is looking at the comments. So um, if there is anything else, feel free to put that in there. Like I said, we're going to continue with this, but let's go ahead and close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this discussion that we're having here this evening. Tom and I are having it in person, but we also have people digitally who are fellowshipping with us. And Father, we just thank you for each and every person who is uh, listening right now. Father, I just pray that you get us out of our comfort zone, that you lead us with your Holy Spirit. Father, that you lead us into sometimes those uncomfortable times where we can get out of the shallow end and begin to go deeper and deeper. And Father, we can do so knowing and trusting that you are leading us and that you are uh, with us each and every step along the way. Father, I just continue to pray for everyone uh, who is watching this broadcast and everyone here at Freedom Fellowship, everyone who is in the body of Christ. Lord, I just ask that we continue to grow stronger and our relationship with you grows deeper and yes, deeper Lord. each and every day. Yes, we and do. Father, as the uh, COVID pandemic continues, Lord, we just continue to lift up everyone who is impacted by that. Father, that our eyes continue to stay fixed on you throughout all of this. And Lord, that you are the one who strengthens us each and every day. Father, we just love you with all of our hearts. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. And amen. Thank you for downloading this Freedom Fellowship Extra podcast. Our prayer is that this message helps you take what we learn in Scripture and apply it to our everyday lives. If you are looking for a church home, we invite you to check us out this Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. We're located at 990 West Henry de Tonti Boulevard in Tontytown, Arkansas. You can check us out on the web at freedomfellowship.com. Our mission here is to love God, love people, and serve both.